Good evening, Raider fans, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, with a pregame show for, yes, the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns have the same record as we do. They're 4-9, and nine, and they're coming into town. They don't get here very often, very often at all, that is. So we'll be welcoming, welcoming them to the stadium in the good old Raider Nation fashion. Before I get into the pregame show, I have a bunch of other things to go over. Uh, a couple of things that I want to mention first is uh, thank you, Raider Dan, and thank you, Nil Billy Boy. I'm going to read your uh, take. It's it's so funny. I had to I have to read it because it's funny. But on a more somber and sobering note, Daryl Russell, an Oakland Raider who I had a, I thought had a lot of promise, drafted in 1997 out of USC. Uh, most of you fans already know that he was killed in a traffic accident the other day, six o'clock in the morning, with a buddy of his. Uh, what a, a shame, what a career, and what a promising young man. And this is just an example to all fans and family, all you youngsters out there, how this young man fought so hard to get to the top, to get to the professional level of football, and drugs, alcohol, and I believe sex too, because he had some troubles with the law, um, rape case and something else. Uh, they'll take you down. They'll take you down, man. The devil is alive and well. And let me tell you, he worked on poor Daryl, and Daryl fell out. And that is a shame. And his high school said a prayer for him, and I think that's pretty cool. You can see uh, Raider Dan's take on Raider Nation podcast comment section. I implore you and invite you to read it. All right, Raider fans. This show, this show will be about... Tui went kablooey. Uh, that was a, a heck of a game at the Jets. And uh, I want to get into why Tui guts changed and what's up with all that. So, anyway, 66 Mob made it clear from the Raider Nation. And I want to go over that, too. And let's see, the Browns Raider game. And uh, I'm going to go on a tangent right now because I have been looking at a lot of sites and a lot of... Uh, forums, and I'm hearing a whole lot, even older Raider fans, about saying Al Davis must go. I I can't even tell you how many years I've heard the Al Davis must go chant whenever things start to go wrong or we pick a wrong coach or we have a poor season. Um, it seems to come up just like a festering sore. I... I hope I don't have to go too far into it because I really don't want to spend the entire podcast, but I'll tell you this. Al Davis is the Raiders. He will always be the Raiders, regardless of who owns the team. And at least he's an owner who is engaged, who knows football. I mean, there's so many reasons Al is and should remain the head of this ship. I can't even, I mean, it'd take all podcasts to go over it. Let me tell you, from the Raider Nation podcast, Al Davis is the Raiders. Anybody talking about him stepping down? Mr. Davis will step down when Mr. Davis can't deal with it anymore. And all these comments about how we'll have to pull the team from his cold, dead hand are just bullshit. And I'm sick of watching them. I'm sick of reading them. And I wish you guys would just get on over it. Because as far as I'm concerned, that's not an issue with this team. 
Um, there has he has been made some bad. He made some mistakes. Al Davis made mistakes. Wow, haven't you? I know I've made a few mistakes in my life. So this is a champion who's won us. He's brought us three Super Bowl rings and trophies. In has brought us to five contests in the Super Bowl. I think if you look at the remainder of the teams in the NFL, that's quite. That's quite a lot. Plus, not only that, what he's done for the NFL and the AFL merger and all that. Mr. Davis has revolutionized the sport, and I think the disrespect given him on these forums is unmerited. And I think all of you guys that are young and have no clue better get in the books and check out who this man really is. So I'm, I'm on that tangent. I'm going to get off it right now, but I'll tell you, Al Davis is the Raiders, and that's all I'll say about that. Okay, let's see. Daryl Russell, we just talked about Daryl. Um, I just want to go over this a little bit more. We at the Raider Nation are very sorry for him and his family. Uh, a tragedy, avoidable tragedy for sure, Um and the NFL has tried to take some steps in that direction. You know, it's drugs. Al Davis has talked to his team about it. He's talked to it. It's not the first time that he's done it. <clears throat> and it's not going to be the last time because these young guys get all this money, and there you go. Uh, Lincoln Kennedy was a good friend of his. He was on the other side of the ball, and... Um, like this guy. He liked this kid. He's he's dead at 29. That is a young, young man. And it is really a shame to see this guy um, go down. So our prayers are off to the Russell family. God bless them. And I hope that he can ease their grief. Okay. Tui went kablooey. I thought that was hilarious. I saw it from uh, a sports writer at the the Chronicle, and um, here's the whole thing about Tuiasa Sopo, and I said this before in my post-game Jets com comments, and I'll say it again right now. Tuiasa Sopo is under Turner slash Collins offense. This offense was built around Kerry Collins, and it certainly was not built around Tuiasa Sopo. They don't know how he moves. Turner has not planned for Turiasasopo. Turner was not planning on putting him in the next game. Turner knew Turiasasopo would not be able to handle it. Turiasasopo had no chance. And Turner just wanted to show the Raider Nation, and I guess, that he thought that he was going to give him one game and that should be sufficient. We can see that he's not successful. That is just a false, false false picture. Now let me just say, if Tuiasa Sopo had the right offensive scheme, had the right slant passes in, in position, had the right offensive blocking plans in position, I am sure that he would have done much better. I'm not saying that he would have won the game, but the fumbles, uh, the lack of open uh, receivers, you know, the tight end situation, no one to throw the ball to, Blocking alone was not changed for this guy. Absolutely disrespectful. 
Uh, Turner should get a slap in the face. Uh, Tuyasasopo's flipped out. And as a right to be flipped out, I would be flipped out. The Raider Nation is flipped out. And um, I will tell you that the race of Raider Nation is pretty pissed at, at Turner and Collins right now because it's an obvious, I mean, it's just blatantly obvious. It's almost comical that Turner would think that we would not see what a joke this is. In this merry-go-round of quarterbacks, this you know, we're starting to look like the Niners with the the quarterback du jour. One week it's this guy, next week it's this guy. You know, that's not the Raiders, Turner. And this is another, yet another nail in his coffin. Turner is gone. Collins will be gone. I hope he falls flat on his face. Not that I want the Raiders to lose. I'd love to see a victory. But he can just go ahead and keep making victories like he did. Barely. Um, he'll show exactly what he's made of when he comes back to play. You know, my greatest nightmare is that Collins will come back and look like Superman, and then they'll try him again next season. You know, that is a full-on nightmare for me, and I'm sure it's a full-on nightmare for anyone else in the Raider Nation. Okay? So, Turner said it himself. He does not cheer the team on. He doesn't pump the team up because they're professionals. This is what this moron says. I tell you this, Turner should have prepared the entire team for Tuyasasopo, not only mentally, because that's something that when you switch quarterbacks, it's a major move in the club. It's a big thing that's happening that's going on. And you have to allow the team to buy into the switch. And not only that, you have to make it like this is the best thing for our team. And I am positive that Mr. Rogers, North Turner, didn't do anything of the sort. And he left Tuiasasopo out to dry. And for a young man that spent five years with the Raiders organization, way before Turner got his feet off the ottoman and started getting back into football, you know, this guy deserves a chance to show himself he believed, he got the word from the coach that he will play the rest of the games. So did everybody else. And this is what he shows. This shows the lack of everything from this coach. Uh, the, the lack of responsibility. The lack of his word. He has no moral fiber. This guy has no fiber. Um, I've said it before. I'm so pissed at Turner. I can hardly, I can hardly believe it. My only th thought here is that Norv is trying to set himself up so that if Kerry gets picked up somewhere else, Norv might have a job doing something with the offense. Let's hope it's cleaning their uniforms. Okay, along enough of that. Sorry about that, Tui, brother. I was hoping you'd have a better chance, but it doesn't look like you're going to get it. And that's just the way that is. Okay, on to the 66th mob. Now, the 66th mob and their leader, Grizz Jones, real nice guy, I like Grizz a lot. They lead the boys. They always take the, the opportunity to show them off when they're leaving out of town, and they also take the opportunity to welcome them home every game. Now, any other organization that wouldn't put so much energy and time into the situation as far as the Raiders welcoming and send-offs, 
I would say, you know what, you're off the mark. But with the 66 mob and Grizz Jones at the head, they have totally won and worked and earned the right to be there and tell the Raiders what the Raider Nation thinks. And this is what they did. It was a fan wake-up call. They put three signs up on the fence for the Raiders when they were coming home from the Jets. One of the signs said, Good game, defense, or great game, defense. It was admonishing the defense for hanging in there, even though the offense was in a slump. The second was, Where is the O-line? That was a wake-up call to those guys in the front saying, Hey, we see what's going on. We're not stupid. We, you know, we're not blind. And we want you to know that we know so that you don't, can't go into your locker room and then bolt into your car and go home with the music turned on and not know what the nation thinks about you. And number three, they had a sign up there for Derek Burgess, the NFL's Defensive Player of the Year. Thank you, Derek, for being such an awesome defensive player. That was awesome. They also had cheers for those who worked hard and did well. The defense, when they came by, there were cheers in the crowd. When Rob Ryan, or they call him Mob Ryan, I think that's pretty funny. Uh, when Rob Ryan went by, there was a lot of cheers and thank yous for him setting up the defense to be successful and having his guys ready to play every Sunday. However, the offense got no accolades. As a matter of fact, usually there are cheers and shrieks to team members on both sides of the ball, but the offensive shrears and cheers and shrieks were severely lacking for good reason. The mob was pushing the message that the rest of the nation has been saying everywhere that I've read and how I feel in my own living room, where is our offense? Where is our team? I am so tired of hearing how the offensive line had a bad day. How Randy Moss doesn't complete his routes and run them completely. How people are missing blocks and dropping balls and having penalties because they're not concentrating on their job. The offense needs to get it together, and I think the mob said it loud and clear with respect. Now, this isn't disrespectful. This is very respectful. And as a matter of fact, I respect it as a fan because I couldn't be there to do it myself. And they respect them because they are there every single away game. That is something to say, Raider fans and Raider Nation. These guys put it in, brother. They get out there early, 3, 4 in the morning when that bus is getting ready to go. And then they're out of there. Sometimes it's 11 in the afternoon. Sometimes it depends on when they're getting, when they're their plane comes in, plane goes out. However, true fans, Gorilla uh, Rilla is out there. The mob pimp is out there. Senior Raider gets out there. But every single time, the mob boss is out there, and that's Grizz Jones. Hats off to you, my brother. You did a great job telling the Raiders what the Raider Nation thinks. I think that deserves a big thumbs up and a thank you. Okay, we're getting into the Browns pregame. Now, listen, <clears throat> I can tell you that <laughs> I can tell you we can win, and I've been telling you we could win all year long because I truly, honestly believe it. Because if I didn't believe it, I can tell you right now, I would not say it. 
But I know, like I knew we could beat the Jets if we came to play, but we didn't come to play, did we? No, we didn't, so let's move on because this is the next game. This is the Browns. This is the Browns who have the same record. It's 4-9, man. They're, they're right there with us, okay? They're with us. There's a difference in the team. Their offense is very similar, except for they don't have a rookie quarterback. Well, they do have a rookie quarterback. We don't have a rookie quarterback. Their defense is the same. They have a couple of stars and then a couple of people that, you know, their defensive backs need work. It's the same. It looks like the same team. They have Ruben Drones, who also played for Denver. We know about that name because we used to see him twice a year. Now, here's the difference. They have a coach. Okay, they have a coach, and his name's Romeo Grinnell. Three Super Bowl rings in his pocket already. And he's a winner. And you know why I know he's a winner? Because he's on their site, and he takes the heat, and he lets it out. He's not stressed out. He's very calm. He's very calculating with what he says, but it's true, and it's from the heart. And there's no flim-flam man, wishy-washy, marble-in-your-mouth, Norv Turner takes from this coach. This coach has a mission. You can feel it when you listen to him, and you know this team is going someplace in the right direction for sure. He's a no-nonsense coach who I wish came to the Oakland Raiders. What a great personality. What a guy that can lead this team. He is a true leader, and boy, I'll tell you right now, we need something like this to head our team. His locker room looks good. The attitude of his team looks good. And he continued to say that. These kids aren't letting down. They're playing hard, and they're playing all the way through. You know, he knows that they're building a team. And he's not. And they kept the media kept saying to him, well, what about this guy? Is he going to sign, sign this guy next year? What about that guy? And you know what he said? He goes, hey, we, wanna, we got a game to play on Sunday. When this season's over, I'll tell you the what about this guy's. And what about those guys? Until then, these guys have an opportunity to do their very best and stay with this team. And that's what we're looking at. So we're looking for the Oakland Raiders, and we're looking to go in there and play this game. They have a rookie quarterback, Charlie Fry. He's a rookie. Man, this guy is fresh. He looks like he just came out of high school. He's going to be thrown up against Collins on toe-to-toe. Let's hope Collins can do something. Well, the Jets had a rookie, too, remember? <laughs> their rookie? Yeah, their rookie took us to town. Uh, we don't need that. We need pressure up the middle, and we are gonna. We better get pressure up the middle because if we don't, we're going to get burned by this rookie. They're having a tough year just like we are with injuries and everything else, but most of all, their games have been pretty close. They haven't played anybody super... Um, super tough yet. I mean, they've played some tough games, but not like our our season has been rattled with excellent teams. I mean, we got excellent teams just in our division, San Diego, Denver, Kansas City. Those three alone are brutal. Um, so they have the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that was their toughest game. So our season was much worse. We played harder teams and stuck in there. But once again, it doesn't make any difference because obviously 
with the last game we played against the Jets, anything can happen at any time to anybody, and it did to us, and I'm telling you, unless the Raiders played like they played the Bills when they were walking three feet above the ground, coming into the stadium, meant for business, and prepared for the game as North Turner should be doing, then we will have the same history as we did last week. We can defeat the Browns. I'm absolutely positive of it. Our running game can be can be stepped up. Our blocking up front, those guys better lose their every part of their body in this game. Uh, the Raiders should be playing for blood. They should be playing for pride. They should be playing for their fans, us, the Raider Nation, that puts the ducats down every Sunday and goes to the place and makes it happen. Now, once again, this is another blacked-out game because he didn't sell enough tickets. Well, go figure. Uh, with the performance of our team last week, Al Davis should be chewing Norv's ass all the way to the bank so that he can make a deposit of his own check in the bank for the Raiders. I'm so flipped out about this coach, I can't even say it anymore. And it's almost comical, but you can guarantee this. All those people, like I said earlier, that are calling for Al Davis to step down, better step back. Al Davis will examine what happened this year, make adjustments accordingly, and next season we will come back with a vengeance for a championship. That's the way this team has always been under this man, and that's the way this team will continue to be. We can beat the Browns. I know I'm going to be cheering my team on right there in the Coliseum, as I hope you are. Let's fill up that lot. Let's make it happen. Because there's going to be a lot of Browns fans, believe it or not. I can't believe how many Cleveland fans I've met since this game is coming up. So let's make it loud and proud, Raider fans. And make it happen for our boys on the field. Okay, now, my good brother Raider Nilbilly had a take. It was so funny. It's on RaiderNationPodcast.com, www.RaiderNationPodcast.com in the the, uh, comments section. It is is absolutely beautiful. He talks about, he talks about, first of all, the Tui Collins saga, how it continues. And But he does go into what I said the last time about how Charger Ray, they were, they were just chanting that they were going to the playoffs. And I'm just going to read you an excerpt of his comment. I hope that you guys visit it. Um, here And here it is. And I hope I can do it some justice. Well, payback is a bitch. Our favorite junior varsity team of the AFC West showed yet again why their trophy case remains empty. The team earned their annual prestigious title of being the best team in the NFL not to go to the playoffs. San Diego has officially lost control of their own fate and will need the Steelers and or Jaguars to trip up in the next three weeks and to get a, just to get a wild card. This ain't happening. Jacksonville and Pittsburgh are playing the lights of the Niners, Texans, Lions, Browns, and Titans. So yet again, Charger fan, I ask of you, 
Stop letting Gus Farad complete 59-yard passes on third and nines. Stop losing in your own crib. And stop fronting like you have some legitimate NFL playoff franchise. You don't. Go fetch the Raider Nation another beer and pick up a bag of Cheetos while you're at it. We need to get comfortable watching another postseason without those superchargers. <laughs> Uh, show me your bolts. Yeah, I thought so. Another frizzle out sparkle afterthought. Excellent take. Excellent take. Thank you, Niles. You are Nils. You are awesome. You are the man, and your takes are so funny. Okay, now another thing I want to remind you guys to click onto the frapper on the website. Uh, you guys know it's on the right side, the middle of the web page. Uh, put your, uh, I, it's not your address, I was incorrect. You put your um, zip code in there, and that's going to show where you are. Go ahead and put your picture in there. It's cool. It's really cool. It's great to see. we got fans in Japan and Guatemala. we got fans all over. And it's good to see you guys and see your takes. Uh, it's just, in, it's uplifting. And at this time of the Raider Nation, we need to be uplifted. And I need to be uplifted. And you need to be uplifted. So let's do it for ourselves, will you? Okay, don't forget, the frapper is happening. Another thing, do not forget to bring a toy for Toys for Tots at this game. Because this is the game to bring it. So bring those toys, unwrap. I think it's 20 bucks or more in value. But whatever you can afford, man, bring it on out for the kids. Uh, we'll be doing it. And hopefully we get some video if it's not raining this game. Anyways, I'm kind of running out of material. So this is Raider Greg, and I am with the Raider Nation podcast. And, of course, I am out. Out.